We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday! It's 6 p.m! It's the Big Sojo Show! With Brian! Go through all this to make the thing quiet and then you drop your phone on the table as soon as we start on the show. It's all good. It's, it's, it's all the, good. The best part is is people if people are listening to before we go on, it's like music, 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 and in the middle of a song, it's just quiet, and then you just hear like crickets, and then you hit the uh, <laughs> the intro. Yeah. So once we get back in the studio, that timing will be a little bit better. Yeah, but I like it out here so it's, much. Uh, it, well, I I cleaned up the studio i made it like presentable to have people in and then it was like ah man it's still warm in here though (laughs) and then in the winter it's gonna be god it's so fucking cold in here we're down to like three mics that we can use in the studio so (laughs) that's okay i mean when it really came down to even when we had lots of guests they just huddled around one mic anyway that's what the idea was gonna be and i knew it was just me and you doing the uh hosting duties today and we've got uh Ryan and Dennis from uh, uh, The Lady or the Tiger, who are the hosts of a, another local Buffalo music podcast. It's a good short story. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a good short story, Lady or the Tiger. It's called uh, The Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. They'll be on later on. They're, they're coming around 7 o'clock if they can find a parking spot somewhere. <laughs> good luck to them. Uh, and uh, so it was like, okay, you know, I got this all set up nice and ready to go. And then it's like, yeah, fuck it, we're going outside. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Still too warm in the studio. I'm waiting for it to cool off a little bit more, and then we'll... I like it we'll out be, here, man. It's nice. It's nice when it's quiet. And now that school started, like, it's really quiet, because all the kids are like, oh, I just want to take naps. Yeah. I want, I want nappies. I hope they're doing homework. <laughs> homework. I wonder if my kid's doing homework. Fuck that noise. <laughs> from, what I, from the stories I heard from last year, no, she's not. <laughs> uh, she's in high school, so now she's just cutting classes and smoking. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> Did yeah. you used to smoke, Joe? Me? No. Yeah, really? No. Good for you. Smoking's bad, kids. Yeah, I, I've smoked one cigarette my entire life and, like, choked. <laughs> like, like, okay, here, you have this back. <laughs> you know? Smoking's bad. Drugs are good. I have never... So I've only smoked one cigarette in my life. That doesn't mean I haven't smoked other things, but uh, not crack. He didn't choke on those, well, oh, if, you smoke, if you smoke crack, you'd be the mayor of uh, you'd be the mayor of Washington D.C. This so. is true. So, hey, if your si- if, if your sister, if your daughter ever came to you and said, "Dad, I tried marijuana," first off, she did that smacker and say, "Okay, I will accept Mary Jane or weed, <laughs> but I will not accept marijuana." Dad, I have tried the, I have tried the THC. So, would you be like you get real fucking, technical with that one? Yeah. Would you be like you fucking bitch? Get out of my house. <laughs> this is the thing is I don't yell at my kid for things that I've done. You know, like, like, Dad, I got to go to summer school. Really? Yeah? Like, this is the time I'm supposed to yell at you, right? Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I went to summer school in seventh grade, too, so uh, guess what? I ain't yelling at you. I'm just going to tell you I'm disappointed in you, and you need to work harder. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like, you know what? Hey, did it? Does it suck that you have to go to summer school and they go, no? Okay, well, just wait till it's the summer and everyone wants to hang out with you and you're like, I can't because i got to go to summer school. I, I Did she get a bus to summer school? I, that I don't know. Because I, cause I didn't get one. Yeah, I, I told her, probably not because I didn't get one either. Yeah. So I told her, like, you know, I said, 
summer school sucks. Like, you got to be in that building. It's going to be all hot. She's like, oh, they got air conditioning in there. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, they make it a little better for him nowadays. <laughs> Shit, I'd keep the air conditioner off if I was running to school. Like, I'd put the fucking heater on. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'd do whatever I could to make them kids uncomfortable. This is what you get for not doing your fucking homework. And, there, and, the, and then the only thing that's going through the uh, the water fountains is warm milk. <laughs> so, so kids are just puking and shit like that. Uh, this is why Brian and I are not high school principals or middle school principals, as it were. See, I'd be, I'd be I think I'd be a good principal, but I, will, I also know I'd be a good teacher. So yeah, because the thing is, is I change my lesson plan every couple of years, so I wouldn't be bored as shit. <laughs> Brian's like digging out his credit cards. And... <laughs> I got this thing yesterday. Okay. He's paying me to do a job, but I, I don't. I, I'm not set up to take credit cards here yet, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, that's what we should do. You should. Can do you have websites on your Fiverr? Because then it'll help your Fiverr thing. Yeah, too. I'm thinking of doing that. I'm thinking of adding a bunch of stuff to my Fiverr. Yeah. Cause I need more money, and I need more money soon. Yeah, I feel you there. Like you just saw my dates. Like my guy, my guy at Rapids. I haven't done a date at Rapids in like three weeks, four weeks, and I was gonna take the job in uh in Kmart, and. Uh, so, everyone knows that Joe no longer works at Kmart after a day. <laughs> so, I went, well, if they'd hire Joe, they'd hire me. And I, and, and the way I, I, I didn't lay it out as, as dick, but the way I thought about it was, well, Joe didn't give them all the, the greatest, uh, the greatest, like, availability. And I'm like, I would do the same thing, and Joe quits. And I, I know they're at least short one guy. Right. So, and then I went on their website, and they're pretty much short everybody. Right. So, I went on there, and I'm like, okay, I can work six hours and my availability is like I put like between uh, eight in the morning and six o'clock except for um, Wednesdays sure I put five o'clock just just for you <laughs> so and then I so, but then it says do you have any uh, special needs or anything like that on the on the application so I put uh, I can really only work four to six hours a day but that means I do not need to take a lunch and I'm only using up one 15 minute break. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, at the same time going like, you know, I can't do as much time as you guys probably want, but it's really for the betterment of you guys, not me. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I also said in there that I, I do work uh, another job at Rapids Theater as a stagehand for rock bands, so I would need my availability to to work with their schedule, but their schedule is, is only maybe one, one uh, concert a week for the most part. And they freaking called me and like we, you know, saw your application. And I would love to talk with you more. I'm like, why? Like my, my <laughs> I set my availability worse than yours. And they're, and because I also said I don't want to work more than four days a week. Uh huh. Like, and I only want part time slash temporary work. Like I have, I really set this up. Like, why are you calling me back? And it's like dating. That's what I figured out. You know, when you don't want to date someone, uh-huh. whether you're single or not, and you're just like, I don't want to date. It's like, ah, whatever, I'll just be myself and I don't give a shit. And, you know, this girl, you know, this girl's nice, I'll be friends with her and that's it. And I'll be nice to her. And then all of a sudden everyone wants to sleep with you. But then the second you're like, oh, I, I want to go out on a date. I want to find a girlfriend. You can't find anybody. It's the uh-huh. same thing with jobs. You're like, oh, I don't need a job. And, like, all of a sudden I'm getting all this work. Like, I couldn't find any work in Long Island. I've been getting calls every, like, three months because I'm on, like, careerbuilder.com and monster.com. Yeah. And I I can't remember how to get off of there. <laughs> And I have, like, every, every like, every couple of weeks or something like that, I'll get a call from one of them, like, from Headhunters, like, love to, love to have you join this, uh, this, this corporation or this corporation or, 
you know, this so-and-so needs this work and needs this work. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but, um... Going back to the uh, the one the the credit card holder. Okay. <laughs> so um, I go to U two. First off, um, U two tickets are expensive as hell and cheap as hell. You can get the standing room only uh, pit for only seventy dollars a ticket. Okay. Um, or you can get the seats, and the seats cost more money actually. Which I actually understand why, because since U two is an older band, it's easier to sell a seated ticket than it is a standing ticket. Sure. And, I, I, and after the weekend I had, which I'll, I'll get into, I'm very thankful that I spent a little bit more money on the, on the seats. So um, I had a buddy who came to me a couple of weeks ago, and he's just like, hey, I'm trying to sell these uh, U2 tickets. And I'm like, how much? He goes, $150. I, I spent over $1,000 on them. He went through a, a scalper. A scalper site. It was like Ticket Fast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I, I can't do that, man. I'm sorry. Especially because I hadn't sold my amp and I was like really low on funds. And he comes to me like the day I sold my amp, it came to me like an hour later. Uh, I think he saw that I had mentioned that I sold my amp or something. And he's like, so how about 150 for the for the tickets? And I go, I can't do $300 for both tickets. He goes, no, no, just $150 for both of them, $75 a ticket. I'm like, sold. So I talked to my buddy who was going to go with me because Joe didn't want it because he sucks. <laughs> And um, I got the tickets, and then I'm there looking at how much tickets are. Now, this guy shows me the receipt, and he's like, I want to keep this receipt, but you can you can have the printed tickets and everything. I just want to keep this receipt for my records because I, I lost money because he, he's a musician, so he's able to say it was, uh, he was studying and stuff like that. Sure. So, But he spent a little over $1,000 on the two tickets. Now, the tickets by themselves are 100, were $136 and like 51 cents a ticket. Plus taxes and fees. So you're looking at over $150 a ticket. Right. And then I was there, and the seats, like, three seats from me were going for $1,000. Damn. Like, from Ticketmaster's website. There were 300 sections that were going for $500 a ticket. Because uh, Ticketmaster and Live Nation now have this resale thing. Like, hey, you know, if you're buy the tickets from us, and then sell them through us again. So scalp your own ticket, but legally through Ticketmaster. Right. Which was fucking weird, but, um, <laughs> but I, I went there um, and I. Someone came up to me and said, "Hey, will you sign up for this petition for the one, the one petition?" And one is a uh, charity that Bono slash U two has started, and it's pretty much getting education to women in impoverished areas and other areas where women should not be are not allowed to be educated. So, uh, places in Africa and, uh, in the Middle East and and stuff like that, uh, which, and I said, well, I'm actually already signed up with one because every year I, I donate a little bit of money to the one charity because I, I really believe in it. (laughs) Um, but I'm like, I haven't signed this petition that I know of, so let me sign it. So I signed the petition stuff like that. And she gave me this card holder, which is nice because I don't really like my wallet. Um, Okay. Sitting down on my wallet hurts my ass too much. (laughs) But, um... And she was telling me, she's just like, oh, man, you, you know, you're such a good person, this, that, and other thing. And then I donated $10 while I was there also. And she's like, she's like, you're the, because I had actually asked her, I'm like, do you have a, a swipe function? She goes, no. I'm like, well, do you have the, do you have the Square app on here? She goes, I don't know. Because apparently what U2 does is they say, hey, do you want to be in the pit? Well, we will give you a free pit ticket. All you have to do is uh, a certain time to a certain time. You're just taking, uh, you're doing, setting up the petition with this iPad and stuff, and then you hand everything in, and then you can go enjoy the, 
enjoy everything. You usually get a t-shirt or something, too. And oh, that's cool. So I was just like, you have the Square app. So I take it, and I'm looking. I'm like, you got the Square app. Okay. Oh, I can go on the website right here. Okay. And I, right there, I gave him my credit card, and I, I donated $10 to the uh, to the um, to one.org. I, I recommend others to, to do it, too. Um, but I go in there, and first off, uh, I, I went there way too fucking early. Okay. Because I saw one place that gates open at 530, and then I saw others that said gates open at 7, and I'm like, and then one was show starts at 730, and I'm like, I'm not doing this like Guns N' Roses again. Because <laughs> unlike yeah. live, I want to see Beck. Right. So we got there super early. We got there at like, my buddy picked me up around 530. We got there at like 535. Um, and we, uh, we get in there at like six o'clock and then for an hour and a half we're just sitting and bullshitting. And then Beck comes on, dude. Every, picture the live show that we went to. They just, the god awful show. The sound was terrible. Yeah. The, the band was okay, but the singer was, was terrible. And it's the complete opposite. Beck was fucking on a couple of times. He's like, Buffalo. Like he said Buffalo more times than Axl Rose did. Right. Ah. Like, and he's just like, he's just talking about it. He's like, you know, we got some, you know, we, you know, we, sometimes we're all on hard times and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, but today let's, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's have a good time. We got YouTube coming up and like, you know, they really like whenever, when live was saying, Hey, you guys ready for Guns N' Roses? The guys just like, Hey, so is everybody ready for Guns N' Roses? Like it was so like, it was like a comedy club. It's like, Hey, you guys ready for Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> or something like that. It's not. But Beck would be like, "Who's ready for some YouTube in Buffalo and stuff like that?" <laughs> but he was great. He did all his hits, and then he did some really cool songs that um, I've never heard of in my life, which is really cool. He didn't do that shitty hip hop pop song that he has on the radio right now, which is great. He knew <laughs> he knew the crowd. Yeah. And then he um, and then U two comes on. First off, they played after eleven. They played until later after 11. It was about 11.30 they finished, which was a little surprising for me. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. Right. The sound, Joe, puts Guns N' Roses sound to shame. Really? It was so clean and crisp. It was so clear. You heard every single syllable of every single word that Bono spoke. It was so good. But uh, he gets up there, and they play two songs str straight back to back. They played about three or four songs. I'm just going to wait a second until this passes. Who wants ice cream? Hi, ice cream guy. Bye, ice cream guy. If Dan were here, he'd be chasing him down. So, YouTube uh, plays uh, two songs. And this was called the Joshua Tree um, Tour. Right. And with the Joshua Tree Tour, um, they're playing all of Joshua Tree all the way through. But then they're still playing some of their hits. So they played Sunday Bloody Sunday and New Year's Day, which was great. Then they um, they stop and Bono goes, so um, the first, I'll never forget it, the first time I ever played Buffalo, we ever played Buffalo, was the day uh, John Lennon was shot and killed. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, that's a great memory to have of, bu of Buffalo. The only way you can remember Buffalo is is, is something like that. And he goes, he goes, this time, let's not just make, you know, let's have memories, but make every memory great, wonderful, and memorable. And it was just so beautiful. And then they played uh, Bad and uh, with Give Peace a Chance in the middle of it. And then they played Pride in the Name of Love. And they had a catwalk with this mini stage at the end of the catwalk. So they did all of those songs on, on the mini stage. Then they all go to the big stage, 
and then they, they play uh, Where the Streets Have No Name, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, With or Without You, Bullet the Blue Sky. And Bullet the Blue Sky is my... That's my favorite song by them. We were talking about it after Guns N' Roses. That's the only song I like by them. And I... <laughs> P.O.D. in a better cover. <laughs> but I, I do want to state that they, it really felt like they were playing it specifically for me. Like... I have trouble, and we talked about this with the Guns N' Roses concert. Sometimes you have trouble getting into the concert. Mm-hmm. I was in this concert, man, and it's I've I've played I've been in concerts where it's a two hundred person venue of a band I know, right? And then I've also been in concerts where it's a fifteen hundred person venue or a stadium or an arena, um, and I've had trouble at all sizes. But I felt like I was in this. This is very close to the Foo Fighters concert where it's like I felt like they were playing to me. It was so good. Um, and then I had to sit because my body was still hurting from my crazy weekend. But they did Running to Stand Still, Red Mill, Mining Town, In God's Country. And all those were just so stripped down and so quiet but so good. And then they they leave for a little bit and they come back and do Beautiful Day with Starman from David Bowie. So they give a little, a little homage to David Bowie. They play Elevation, Vertigo, which had Helter Skelter in it. Uh, one of the other songs had... Um, uh, what the fuck was it? Um, come together. It was a still haven't found what I'm looking for. I had a little bit of a Beatles, so a lot of Beatles in there too. Right, which makes sense because because of everything that happened in Buffalo. So either there's a skunk out here or some smoking weed. They did uh, mysterious ways. You know, she moves in right. mysterious. Right, I'm familiar. So and <laughs> what they did with that, which was really cool, was they brought a girl in the audience up. They uh, and Bono was videotaping her, and it looked like they were just taking snapshots, and they're putting all these different snapshots, one right next to the other in different colors on the big screen. Then they give her the camera, while the band is like slowing it down and stuff, and really getting it quiet. And she goes up to the band, and you could tell like she was just doing it; she was just having fun, and and she's showing the whole band. They're all waving and stuff to the camera and stuff. And then uh, they, she walks back to Bono, and then she starts videotaping Bono. And then they start doing the song again and playing it. So Bono's dancing. She's dancing, holding the camera with Bono. But then all of her screenshots, what they did is they weren't screenshots. They were just like two-second GIFs. Sorry, GIFs <laughs> of going back and forth to the beat. So then all the screenshots were moving back and forth, dancing with the beat too. It was just so cool. And then they did Ultraviolet, Light My Way. And right before they started playing that, they dedicated that to all the women, all the important women in the world who protested and, and knew something was wrong and, and and just stuff like that and then they showed like all of them on the big screen they showed hillary clinton they showed michelle obama uh maya angelou all of the women's rights uh activists not just in america but also in in germany and and uh, all over europe and england and stuff like that um and then they did a uh, one and it was just it was a it was a really amazing show like i know that if you went even if you're not a huge U2 fan, you would have been a fan. And and here's the thing. Um, you can you go to concerts sometimes. Like I think Guns N' Roses is a good way of putting... You go to a Guns N' Roses concert, the feeling of the entire show is I'm going to go there and I'm going to either relive my youth or it's going to be just a huge, like, down and dirty 80s rock show. Like, that's what they wanted to make you feel like, right? Sure. Um, sometimes you'll play shows... And it'll be like, um, another great example is Bruce Springsteen. You see a Bruce Springsteen show, uh, either live or in concert, um, 
or live video and the way they set it up is it's like an old school church revival like you know you are them they are you everyone feeds off everybody else and it's a huge church revival this was like almost a a protest and the protest was more of instead of protesting against something it's just celebrating love and humanity it's the, it's the closest thing to to, to to being a hippie I think I ever felt because <laughs> because it was because like they had one moment where where Bono goes to goes and starts talking about Trump and he goes you know you two and myself you know we feel like we're we're second sons to to uh, to the United States because they because you guys really cared for us and brought us in and and you are the reason we are still around and stuff like that and he goes the whole world looks up to America and its values. And he goes, before America, um, I- Ireland had those same dreams. And I, and he's like, I'd like, I'd like to think that without a lot of the Irish people, America wouldn't be what it is, which is very true. Sure. Um, and he goes, the one thing that, that, that's, he goes, one of the things that's really horrible is those dreams and those realities and those, and those hopes and wishes have been, have been distorted and twisted recently, which is which is so sad to hear. But he goes, then Hurricane Harvey comes, and people without borders are helping each other. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, or you know you're Asian or you're Spanish. Like everyone's just taking care of each other and trying to help everybody out. And he goes, that's the America that Europe looks up to. That's the America that we all love. And it wasn't Trump is a bastard. For the most part, it really was, you know, we, you know, we all love each other and mm-hmm. we need to celebrate that love and forget about that hate and what makes us different and, and look at what makes us the same. And then they actually had uh, text Harvey to, uh, to like a couple of numbers to donate $10 to the Red Cross. And what's weird is this is only the second show. There's no way they could have like planned this weeks in advance. So a lot of this stuff was like brand new put together so recently Right. Um, and like, and then they also like they played Europe first, but here they had tons of stuff about America. It was it was a very America driven, which you can't do that in Europe because in Europe you're playing two or three shows in in one country, and then doing two or three shows in another country and stuff like that. In America, you're doing a lot of shows in in the same country. I right. Mean, I think they're doing like I think fifteen or twenty shows in in America. So. But I, I looked at that and I just went, you know, first off, they're not just being so professional, but you can tell they really enjoyed doing what they were doing. They really, they, they really just, they brought it. And it was, if I felt like there was this energy that I don't get a lot from shows. I got it when I saw Pennywise, I got it when I saw the Foo Fighters, and I got it with you 2 And um, I got it a little bit when I saw The Who the first time. This it was just a really it was a really special show, Joe. And um, I am I I I wish you could have come. And whoever didn't come, and here's the thing: it's like I, I know a lot of people that want. I don't want to go to you too because I I'd, I'd want to punch Bono in the face. Listen, <laughs> Bono, I you know he I, did, I, let me cut. I I respect everything Bono does for charities and for for just the world in general. I just don't like you too. That's why I didn't go. No, and that's and that's and that's not a problem. And like I said, I mean, I went to YouTube, like I was I sat I sat next to this couple that they followed you two on every European show, and then they said they loved it so much that they went, we're just going to follow them on every show in America. So they, 
and and he's just like it's and he goes this was different and the one thing was he had all these pictures on his phone he was showing me and he had a he was european uh, i think he was english so mm-hmm. I didn't ask him because I didn't want to go, hey, are you Irish? Are you Irish? And then find out he's from Scotland or some shit. Right. I don't want to be that stupid American. Um, but he shows me all these pictures. He goes, yeah, before the opening acts went on in um, in Europe, the place was already packed. He's showing me all these pictures. And then when Beck comes on, the place isn't even half full. And I'm like, right. I'm like well, that's because we're American and Buffalo sucks. So, <laughs> And he goes, yeah, you Americans are very different. And I go, yes, we are, but we... Uh, but... Um, Please don't judge, and I said something along the lines of, please don't judge all of us by the misgivings of few. And he go, I would never. So it was, it was a very, it was a very loving and touching moment. But at the same time, it was, a, it was a learning, it was a learning moment for, for a lot of people there. And the, I did not once, not in the, not before the show, not during the show or after the show, hear, let's go Buffalo, hey. <laughs> I didn't hear it once. Oh. I did hear a couple of guys go, yeah, America rocks, because they showed, like, the American flag a couple yeah. of times, which you're going to get, but it's not about America, That's that's and I think that's what these people were missing. It's not about America. It's about us as people. But there's nothing that really talks about us as people except for, like, showing Earth, which a lot of people wouldn't get, especially in Buffalo, I believe. So, <laughs> um but it, it was a wonderful show, and now I'm trying to figure out if we can go see Roger Waters, because I just saw the set list from Roger Waters. Really? He plays Mother, which is my favorite Pink Floyd yeah. song. And he plays pretty much every Pink Floyd hit, and then a couple of his new ones. So, a couple of deep tracks, too. And But it's it's a good show, so I'm going to try getting us some... Uh, see if I can get... you know, Because um, I was talking to my buddy Bill, and he's going... Excuse me, he's going to Music is Art. And apparently, Riverworks is a fifteen. It's a ten to fifteen minute walk to from from Riverworks to the arena. So I'm planning on going to. Uh, it's let me let me say this though. It is a, it is a fifteen or twenty minute walk from the arena. If that bridge between the two is open, which it never is, in that case, it is more of an hour walk. Wow. Okay. Because I've done that twice in my life now. Oof. Uh, I was actually planning on going to Music Is Art, but if you know if I could go see Roger Waters instead, I'd be okay with we that. We could do both. We could. Lost Elysium's going on at 4.30, <laughs> and then they only play like 20 minutes or 15 minutes or some shit. Mostly. I, I, I've been told it's the real green jello playing this year. What time are they playing? Uh, they're playing like super late. Oh. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Sorry, play, Roger like Waters. Like 10.30 or something uh, like Roger that. Waters beats uh, green jello. Sorry. By the way, the day after that, the Bills are at home playing against the New York Jets. Oh, man. Yeah. I want to go to that. Yeah. I thought you'd be uh, intrigued that by that revelation. That's uh, opening day for the Buffalo Bills. So, Monday. Monday Night Football. Sunday. That's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday. What do I have Sunday? I felt like I had something Sunday. Because you said Roger Waters was Saturday, Yeah, right? Roger, Water, <laughs> okay. Roger Waters is Saturday. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do a home opener for the Bills. I would get eaten alive. You probably would, especially rooting for the for the opposite team. Uh, Did, Lady Laura Moore. To answer your question, Andrew will be back in November. For what Pollock? <laughs> uh, from uh, he's no longer in Pollock. Andrew's not in Pollock anymore. He is no longer in Pollock. They haven't even announced that yet. Yes, he. Well, he has. Oh, he has. I, I don't know if they have, but he. Has. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, uh, he's focusing on Eyes of the Blind, and uh, they're going to be. They'll be right back here in November, I believe. Uh, we haven't worked out a final date yet, but we'll get there. So, and yes, I passed kindergarten. 
And uh, I would like that million dollars, Lady Loremore. And I will quit the Think So Joe show if I get that million dollars. <laughs> and then I will start another show called the Brian So Joe show. <laughs> so, um, and be good there. Um, yeah, like this week is like packed. And like next week right now I have nothing, which is great because I have, uh, I've got to learn some songs for a band. And I've. I gotta meet up with XM Priory and do those songs with them. You gotta do that, yeah. I gotta talk to Grant, with, and uh, and do the um, the washboard. Uh, I I literally I talked you, to Grant last night. You should talk to Grant and be like, uh, can Brian play washboard on a song? <laughs> so um, I have some rhythm. I don't have a lot of rhythm. I'll even I'll even I'll do a costume change between XM Priory and that. And there's I play, play, yeah, there's a backstage there, so you could. So XM Priory, I'll wear like a leather jacket. I'll go like pure fucking airheads. And then I'll get, I'll buy some like cheap overalls. Yeah. And then I'll do the, uh, and then I do the Dreadneck show. Maybe no shirt, but with overalls so you can see the nips. I know, for your birthday show, I, I really think I need He's to He's got to go nips. all out, I guess. Yeah. I, I may even drink for your birthday show. Yeah, we're... I know you will be. <laughs> Yeah, we're working on, uh, I was asked to have the Dreadnecks on a show, and we're working on that right now. Uh, You're having them November 11th. I'm having them November 11th with XM Priory, uh, Billy Draws 2, and Lost Elysium. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. I want to make, make a fool of myself at your, at your show. you got to make sure you uh, get in with Billy Draws, do, uh, Billy Draws 2 and do something I, like I that want too. to. I'm just trying to figure out what. Like, maybe if they have some bongos or something. Maybe. So. We can, we can uh, get a hold of Rosie and see what uh, see what the, where they can fit you in. Well, so you're gonna have not just one former band Lost Elysium member there, but you're gonna have two because Mike Miller was in Lost Elysium too, and now he's the drummer for Billy Draws too. I'm aware. So yeah, um, all my love goes out to Mike. Um, he just had to move, so I hope uh, everything went well on that. And I also like to to wish uh, my buddy Mark. I still call him Fuzzbear Mark. I was, um, a happy birthday. I was going to wish him a happy birthday on the air, but you beat me to it. I actually sent him a picture. I'll show Joe right now what the picture is. Because I, I, I sent him this on uh, wishing him a happy birthday. Facebook keeps telling me, like, Mark Mark, and four other people have birthdays today. And I'm like, uh, I'm like yeah, okay, cool. I'll, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say something to Mark on the air because I know he listens. Uh... And uh, I have no idea who the other three people with birthdays are today, so I, I will uh, find that out, I guess, during the song break. So are, are you a huge Pink Floyd fan? Yeah, I love Pink Floyd. Okay, well, here's here's the song. Uh, can I can I roll yeah, yeah. the set Go list ahead. for you? First off, they have a pre-recorded Speak to Me play. Okay. Then it's Breathe. Then One of These Days, Time, Breathe the Reprise, The Great Gig in the Sky, Welcome to the Machine. Then it's When We Were Young, Deja Vu, The Last Refugee, and Picture That, which are all newer songs by uh, Roger Waters then Wish You Were Here The Happiest Days of Our Lives Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 then also Part 3 then Set 2 has Dogs Pigs three different ones Money Us and Them Smell the Roses Brain Damage Eclipse Mother Comfortably Numb nice like like that is like that is a set list man absolutely all right, let's go to a song break. Yes. And when we come back, we're going to maybe rearrange a little bit of things because those guys are coming at 7 o'clock, and uh, we usually have a segment at 7 o'clock. Did you, did you watch the movie? As a matter of fact, I did. Yes. So when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Does Joe know Jack? Joe knows Jack. <laughs> uh, and this is a band out of Corning, New York. They're called No Time to Lose. 
And this song is called War on All WNY Radio, The Think So Joe Show.
Come on, microphone, stay on. <laughs> little Janie Crash of the Tallmen. little bonus track for you guys today. Just because uh, we wanted some extra time. <laughs> and we want to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Let's yeah. go with that one. That second one sounds more professional. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's, my, uh, that's my logic. That's my reason I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of logic... Uh, speaking of logic, I watched a movie and... Sorry, it, I was looking at Scott Leffler's burger that looks really tasty. It does look really tasty. He uh, He's at Rock Burger in Niagara Falls, New York. Hey, is he going to come to your show? Which, on the... Yeah. Yeah, your November 11th show? Yeah. Okay, he He'll better... also be there for my September 23rd show. And we're supposed to be going to his office, so... A whole, I, want, I want him to not be there. I want him just to leave a key <laughs> under the door or something. So then it's still like, I don't exist. I have thought about, like, contacting him, like, dude, can we come to your office to do the show today? But then it's like, nah, because then i got to convince Brian to drive to Niagara Falls. Shh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a bitch. It's going to be a bitch to try to do. It's uh, October 11th, I think, we're doing the show from his office. That wasn't I... one of the shows that I can't work, is it? No. Your okay. last one that you gave me was the 4th. Okay, cool. Cool. Nice. Which I don't plan on being here on the 4th anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. So... Um, speaking of, uh... Logic. Logic. <laughs> God, that's terrible. <laughs> hey, uh, it works. For, for Joe Knows Jack, uh, the, the series I gave him was the Star Trek series, and we're starting with the newer first, and then if he goes through all the newer ones, then we're gonna go old. Old school. Um, so, and, and I, I gave him back the option of, of not having to watch the series if he didn't like two of the, two of the movies. But uh, you watched the newest one that came out, I believe it was in 2011? No, and... I watched the one that came out in 2009, the one that's just called Star Trek. Okay, that just came out in 2009, okay. Yeah. Uh, and that starred uh, Chris Pine, uh, and Leonard Nimoy was in it also. So, and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy is in it too. So, what did you think of the newer Star Trek? Well, first of all, I, uh, I went on Netflix, and guess what? <laughs> Hey, I gave you like three freaking weeks did, to watch this You did, thing. and I was like, yeah, that'll nah, be there. It's gone. It's gone. I ended up paying uh, three bucks to it watch it. It wasn't on Hulu either? It was not. See? Like, that's I, the thing, I, Yeah, I, that's what I get for uh, stalling, I guess. It wasn't even stalling. It was just not having the time to actually watch the movie. Um, so I, I finally, like, today made myself watch the movie because, like, like, all right, I got to get this studio cleaned up. I want to get, I, I woke up at midnight last night. And I was Your like, sleep schedule is so fucked up. Oh, man. dude, I know. Well, I I, I went and I watched uh, WWE SmackDown, and I'm like, I'm going to probably fall asleep watching this. I'll set my alarm for 12. I'll get up and do some voiceovers and clean up the studio. And then I got up, and I sat around watching YouTube for, like, hours. 
And then I was like, all right, I got to, like, at least set up for the show tomorrow and make, uh, and, you know, you know, make my, make my 6 a.m. ad at least, if not the 5 o'clock one, you know. And but he like, did both, ladies and gentlemen. I did, did both, both at this. I did both at once, yes. Uh, so I, I got up, I did that, I went back in my room, and I put on Boomerang, and Tom and Jerry was on, so I just fell asleep watching, uh, watching cartoons, and had, like, this weird dream about Scooby-Doo, except instead of Scooby-Doo, it was Hank Hill, and I think Jerry from Tom and Jerry were, were Shaggy and Scooby, respectively. I don't know, it was weird. Anyway. So it was an acid dream, got it. <laughs> anyway, so I set my alarm for nine. Like, all right, I'm gonna get up at nine, I'm gonna go do all this stuff, do these voiceovers, get the studio cleaned up, I'm gonna run down to Elmwood and throw up some flyers for this good bar show. Next thing I know, I wake up, it's 11.30. My alarm never went off. It was still set. It never went off. And it was set for AM. Oh. So I don't know what happened. So I was like, all right. Got up, did the voiceovers. It was like 2 o'clock. I'm like, all right, I need to watch this movie. <laughs> Jesus. So I went on Netflix, and I'm like, uh, hey, this movie's no longer on Netflix. Great. So I went on Just Watch and uh, found out that it's not available for streaming for free anywhere. And it was, ladies and gentlemen, it was before September 1st. I'm aware. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I dropped the three bucks and got the standard definition version just to save the dollar. <laughs> and I watched the movie while I was cleaning the studio. And, uh, you know, I, I went into it uh, like, ah, this is going to suck. It's Star Trek. I've never been into Star Trek. And... As the movie progressed, it was like, oh, you know what? This isn't so bad. And they they hit all the tropes of Star Trek. Like, literally any line that you can think of from Star Trek was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, any of the classic lines, you know? <laughs> like, that is illogical. Right. If, if you are not a fan of Star Trek, and you watch this movie, you would recognize half the stuff they say. Uh, other story was pretty good. The effects were uh, pretty good in standard definition. I don't, I'm sure they looked better in high definition. Uh, what did you think of Simon Pegg? Which good. one, Simon Pegg? I don't Scotty. <laughs> oh yeah, he was great. Yeah, that's right. The dude from uh, 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 Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Of the Dead. Yeah, that's the movie I was looking for. And he helped write the second two. Okay, so. But would you, would you recommend, like, for someone who, because you're someone who, for the most part, you said you did not like Star Trek. Right. Would you, would you recommend this to people who say, I don't like Star Trek? Yes. Did you enjoy this movie? I enjoyed the movie. I, I, you know, it started off kind of slow for me, and I was like, okay, this is just going to be, you know, stupid crap. But it was like, they wanted to do um, a lot of, uh, like, uh like a lot of the superhero movies now where they have just this random comedy thrown in. Yeah. I, I've noticed, I noticed a lot of that. Uh, you know, for the most part, though, it was, it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. Uh, cool. Looking forward to the second one. Okay, cool. Now, now I want to state now, Star Trek has, has, has different... Oh, that's a cute puppy. Um, Star Trek has... Um, is is really strangely is really strange, and the way the reason it's really strange is it's very different than Star Wars. 
Right. The original Star Wars was very much like the serials from the 40s and the 50s. That you, it would already like you'd go and it'd already be halfway over because you didn't see the other serial that w- that came out the week earlier in the theater, and there were supposed to be like short, like five, ten, fifteen minute serial uh, movies. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, is Star Wars. That's why when you first get when you first watch the Star Wars: A New Hope, it gives you this whole scroll down of everything that that's already happened because you didn't see that. It was very much like that. And Star Wars is just like the name. There's wars. And there's such big odds. If you don't do this, everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. There's always these these insurmountable, huge, dangerous odds. Now, the thing with Star Trek is when Star Trek first came out, it was very groundbreaking because you had a black woman. Now, because you got to remember, this was the 60s. Right. You had a black woman that was in control of things. You had someone who was Russian in, in the movie. And back then, you had the space race, you had the Cold War, and then you had and then you had um, the first interracial kiss on television happened on Star Trek. Exactly. Thank you. I was that's actually where I was going to next. And then you have all these different races, and when I say races, I mean alien races also. Right. Uh, being together, and um, and then it was also a great odd couple moment with uh, with Spock and Captain Kirk, which you see in the new one too. Sure. Now. Saying that, some of them, m- most of the of the Star Trek from the original television series, um, it if start you know if the Enterprise blows up, it's it's just the Enterprise. It if, for mo- for the most part, it wasn't like oh my god, we're all doomed. Mm-hmm. The, the universe is doomed. It's really just these guys are doomed, and that's it. Right. And then they really were trekking through the universe. They were check trekking through uncharted territory. So the difference between. And, and it continues on with all the other Star Treks for the most part. I mean, there's so many of them, but it really comes... The, the whole point of the Star Trek is we want to go off into space and and learn what's out there. Now, the newer one, there's a lot more things blowing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's be fair, J.J. Abrams is in, was in control of it, so <laughs> right. things are just blowing up willy-nilly, and they really made the odds more important and bigger, which I can understand that. Especially because when you watch the Star Trek movies, even with the older casts in there, it's definitely more. It's it, it's bigger. The odds are, are are higher than the television version when when the same people are, are doing the television version. But um, I think the the newer Star Trek were definitely a better represent a, a better way of getting somebody into the show, and then you can go back and then there's more science with it. It's more science and fiction than. Like Star Trek is uh, Star Wars is in science fiction. It's 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 fantasy, right? So just because it's in space doesn't mean it's sci-fi. Star Trek is much more sci-fi, and there's stuff in in Star Trek that they're doing, like even back in the '60s that we have now. You know, just just the communicator slash, um, slash cell phone, like we have that now, right? So, um, and they and it keeps moving like that hologram technology. We now have that, um. The ironic thing was the reason they did the beam, you know, the uh, the beamers, the teleporters, was because it was cheaper just to record it once, record everybody once, and then you can just use the same beaming throughout the <laughs> entire series. Right. But we actually have that now. We're we're slowly working on teleporting matter. So um, the next one is called Star Trek Into Darkness. That one is on Netflix. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see by next Tuesday yeah. when I get around to watching it. But uh, I will state that um, it's really cool because when I give you, if, if we go all the way through, 
because there's this this one and then there's one more and then if you liked all those we're going back to the original star treks well, and, I remember and you I'm saying the, and I remember I'm, you saying that you didn't want to give me the original Star Treks first because you didn't want to expose me to William Shatner this early. Correct. <laughs> now, and when I do, I'm not even going to give you the first Star Trek movie because it's it's sort of crap. Okay. It's groundbreaking and everything that it does and, and stuff like that, but it's one of the only movies where the director's cut is shorter because it's just so painful. Better tell them they can't park there. Yeah, that's But um I will say that um, Star Trek Into Darkness and then Star Trek 2 are roughly the same points, but I swear to God, watching both of those, it's different. Like, you really, like, and that's really cool. You guys can't park there. Oh, no, she's, she's leaving. Okay, cool. Hi, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so. Where's the other dude? He's coming. Okay, good. We, we don't good. <laughs> they don't talk unless they're on the podcast. Just grab yourself a bench or a chair or something, man. We're, we're in a band. We don't have to spend any extra time together. Damn right. <laughs> oh, you can go on the other side. But let's uh, pick it up on. We got it on both sides here. <laughs> That's the benefit of having this microphone. That we Otherwise, can... I don't. There's no way I would like. Other than if I was traveling, I wouldn't use this microphone for work or anything. <laughs> yeah, right. You just use an SM58. Oh, hi guys. So Joe, right? Yeah, I am Brian. Brian. <laughs> So, um, do you want to cut to a really long song? Uh, yeah, well, I got it. We'll play two songs. Yeah, let's do that again. Uh, yeah, let's do that again. So, this is uh, one of the songs that was scheduled. This is a band out of Batavia. They're called Aside. Uh, this song called Quicksand on all WNY radio, the Think So Joe show.
WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show. Uh, the first song was uh, Quicksand by Aside out of Batavia. Quicksand. And this uh, last song was Out of This Alive by Tetelastai out of Buffalo. Did I say that right? Where is it? Where are they? The second one? Tetel- oh, Tetelestai. I don't know, but I know they're a Christian rock band. Okay. Well, I got that much. Because I tried booking them for a show, and they were like, no. <laughs> we want more, we want more money and, all the songs and you don't believe in Jesus all the songs we've played so far you can get on the compilation album throw out your radios and listen to this Western New York's music scene volume one throw out your radios but do not throw out your computers because listen to our podcast you need to well yeah exactly you can do that on your smartphone too uh, what app would you use for your smartphone the all WNY radio all, all WNY news and radio Android app or tune in an app called TuneIn. TuneIn. I've had that app forever, way before we ever started broadcasting on it. Nice. Mostly because I can listen to, like, Sabres games and 49ers games on it. Sabres, are they still a hockey team? They are still a hockey team. Barely. Is this I'm, is this the year? I'm, I'm not sure that the Bills are still a football team, <laughs> but I can tell you the Sabres are still a hockey team. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Jets, so... <laughs> You're worse off than Bills fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, you know, we at least have some Super Bowls under our belt. <laughs> Where we won. Some. (laughs) It's been a while. Hey, we had Brett Favre on our team. So we have one of the best football players ever on our team. You guys have a a murderer. You have a serial murderer. (laughs) He was still better than Brett Favre. O.J. Simpson's not better than Brett Favre. O.J. Simpson is better than Brett Favre. Oh, man. He was the most dominant player of his generation. Favre wasn't as good as Brady or Manning. (sighs) That's true. He's not even better than Rodgers. Oh, he's better than Rodgers. Come on. No, he's got inflated numbers because he played too long. <laughs> he didn't play too long. He was still better than half the players on uh, in the NFL when they kicked him out. And they kicked him out. I'm stating for the record. Because he was like, I'll keep playing as long as my body allows it. And then six months after he said that, all of a sudden there's a dick pic on that. He's, and then he quits. Like, okay. They set, <laughs> they set that shit up. So now now everyone sends dick pics. Now, now, now nobody gives a shit. So... The best thing that the Bills players can do is probably send dick pics. <laughs> but he's a Niners fan. Who have the 49ers ever had? What famous Niners did you guys ever have? Uh, let's see. Joe Montana, never, Jerry Rice. Never heard of him. <laughs> you know. Rice, that just sounds like a food. <laughs> and a state. I, I tell you, though, uh, they did have five Super Bowl wins. Five. Five. Five times. Five times. Yeah. So, so, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, we're, we're really just trying to... Uh, Buy time. time. Yeah, we're just trying to buy time. Look at this <laughs> motherfucker! God, right damn it! Right in front of the house. Right in front of the house. Oh, and there's one right fucking there too. I had to park like you're a like way down the street. Down the yeah. Fucking god damn it, man! That's it. We're we're holding the show starting at seven o'clock now. <laughs> just so you can get a parking spot. I'm just so pissed, man. I hate walking. I quit, you know, I quit a band. And I don't want to do shit now. God, you have way too many Simpsons memes. I totally do. Delete. Oh, them. there's no such thing as too many Simpsons. Uh, yeah, memes. The, he's right. Oh, god damn. What have the Simpsons done? To I you shared like? your uh, Flantera thing actually. <laughs> that was I was tagged in that actually. That was uh, posted on my wall. Uh, I I'd seen that before. I don't know. My favorite uh, vul- uh, my favorite uh, vulgar display of power meme was the. Uh, uh, Conor McGregor getting punched in the face. Yes, that is a good one. That is a good one. I have no idea where I downloaded these songs to, so we'll just get them on the internet. He's taking pictures of your house. He's really Ooh. just—he's just—he's really it's just. Recon. A, I was gonna say he's just an insurance investigator. That's all. <laughs> Welcome. What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome. How's it going? 
I had your uh, I had your thing all queued up, your theme music, and you guys showed up at different times. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't know we had to make an entrance together. <laughs> I didn't know either. So. That's all right. I thought you guys were coming together, so I was going to play it when you got oh, here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think yeah. we're so coming from now. different yeah, directions. From, I could play it. Yeah, now. play it right yeah. now. Rock it now. This that. is this is kind of cool. We do. Um, we actually swap instruments on it. So Ryan is the bass player. The the well, he's the bass player. The lady the tiger, and I'm the guitar player. But we swapped for this performance of it. This is good. Thank you. The SIR podcast theme. I wrote it. I actually wrote it with a buddy of mine when I was 17, I think. And I've been wanting to repurpose it ever since. Is that a synthesizer? Oh, that's like three synthesizers. He's like, oh, yeah, he's all over that. I was playing the keys on nice. it. Nice. That's a, that's a great theme music. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right. <laughs> so, so first thing is, you, you, you gentlemen are both in the Lady or the Tiger. Yes, have you are. read the short story? Yes. Okay. Frank no, Stockton, eighteen eighty three. Oh, he's, Dennis he's, has. He's basically Dennis has been giving me the cliff notes on it ever since. It's a short is, story. How many cliff notes are there? Read the thing. And he, it's like a ten minute read. I usually get more people asking me what the name's about than he probably gets. <laughs> so I'm giving them like a secondhand version <laughs> oh of something that I don't know yeah, too there, much there's about. There's an alien in there too. It just it's like the game of telephone, <laughs> but Lady of the Tiger. <laughs> Read it. Read it. It's the only reason everyone asks you is because they know that you haven't read it now. <laughs> all the, all four now people, everybody's gonna ask you. Yeah, yeah. All, all four people that listen to this next time they go to a show, they're just gonna go to you and ask you. Dennis, I'm, I'm borrowing your copy. Oh, sure. Actually, you know, honestly, I don't even have a copy right now. Yeah, it was <laughs> anthologized in a, in a high school textbook that I had. Yeah. And it left uh, left a you know an impression on me. I really loved it. I loved it. The, the crux of the story gets turned over to the reader to decide. It's sort of like an early choose-your-own-ending yeah, sure. book. So, uh, so yeah, and then when we were fishing about, really casting about far and wide for band names oh, for there some awful a band while, names yeah, we had pages of them, <laughs> pages of them, and it's always been a pain in the ass. Like, my least favorite part about being in a band has, like, pretty much always been coming up with a name. But, uh, yeah, that one just kind of popped out. and Yeah, as soon as he told me, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's sure, it. let's do it. There you go, wow. So you guys have a podcast. I already said it once, but what's the name of the podcast? It is the Struggle Is Real podcast. Now, why is it called the Struggle Is Real podcast? Well, um, being a musician's crazy, as I'm sure you guys know. And uh, we talk weekly just about all these crazy stories of like weird things that happen, whether it's, you know, with the Lady of the Tiger, we auditioned 25 different people for a guitarist and a drummer, and we saw some of the, the weirdest shit you've ever seen come in that door and you know I've played shows where I played one show where the opening act took the sound system with them what oh that's awesome and then we're like okay I guess we're leaving we start leaving and they're like well what are you guys doing why are you leaving and we're like well you just packed up the sound system and took it away in that van and they're like why didn't you stop us and it's like I wasn't watching you I was getting my gear ready uh, my, I didn't see you packing up the gear until it was gone I didn't know my job was to make sure you didn't steal other people's shit yeah oh my goodness <laughs> so, so Ryan so, had this idea to to do a podcast about all these stories that you know with the bands that we all tell each other and you know, it's the struggle is real, but it's it's about all the crazy stuff. You know, all yeah. the all the you know from the uh, transcendent to the uh, to the humiliating, uh, from the ridiculous to the sublime. All the all the things, all the experiences you have as a musician in Buffalo. I like to say the good, the bad, and the funny. 
And a lot of times we talk about these things, you know, as musicians among ourselves, but they don't always circulate to like a wider audience. So, uh, you know, outside of our peers. So we thought it would be it would be great to you know these, these people. It's not Keisha. You know, you hear about uh, Keisha with the you know with the dollar sign. You hear about Dr. Dre. You hear about how Neil Young. You know, you hear all these stories out there in the media. But sort of struggling musicians, just mm -hmm. DIYers, don't really get that much play you know i mean these are people with with day jobs and uh you know who don't make any money and who are you know we're doing yeah. music just because we love it and uh and because we need it and and the paychecks might be smaller but for us the stakes are just as high and we thought that was worthy of uh treatment in a podcast Absolutely. so so a good way of setting this up for our listeners that haven't heard them but have heard us it's it's similar to us but all we do is bitch <laughs> and they bring some some uh we bitch, we weep. We moan. They weep. We they, moan. We they, bemoan. Yeah, but they also bring some comedy in there. We, we're, we really just bitch, and then we try finding the comedy, but we really can't, and then, and then we just sob openly on the air for a little bit. And, and, and we're trying to make it a little bit more of, like, medium format, like, a little bit more produced. Like, I'd say, uh, like, what we're aiming for is somewhere between, you know, what you guys do with sort of, like, a free-form thing and, like, the moth. You know, yeah. something where the, the stories are curated a little bit, and we do go back through. I mean, we've only got one episode really pretty well edited now, but we've gone back through and tried to, you know, clarify the story a little bit for, yeah. for listeners. And this episode will be available at some point on let's Facebook. Just, let's just say September... 11th. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like an auspicious start. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be facebook.com backslash the struggle is real podcast. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, that's okay. what it is. <laughs> there you were paying attention. I, I I do the social media. Okay. Yeah, we were. I was inspired by listening to like uh, a lot of Henry Rollins road stories. Nice. Like I <laughs> I used to spend. I used to live in Albany, and I'd go from Albany to Buffalo, and I would just listen to Rollins talk and his road stories, and just the way he did them, I think, were so entertaining. And then I also kind of took a cue. I don't know if it's still on. Comedy Central was running a show called This Is Not Happening. Mm. And it was kind of comedians talking about a different theme every night. It could be drugs, humiliation, things like that. So I kind of thought sure. the original idea was that we were going to take, like, we'd have a theme for each episode. We'd have three or four different bands talking for ten minutes. But then we kind of brought people in and the idea kind of changed just because uh, neither of us have ever done a, well, I've never done a podcast before, so yeah, I didn't I, even really know what I was getting into. Well, when we got the material, it. once we had people in that we started talking to, we realized it wasn't so tidy as we'd sort of planned, where people were just going to, we're going to have a theme and then we're going to stick to it. You know, we started getting yeah. a lot, a, a, a variety of things. So, um, so it's broadened a little bit, but, you know, I always wanted, you know, one of the interests when Ryan approached me with the idea for doing it, I said, that's great. I love the hook of, you know, there's stories and let's say, you know, for instance, we were going to have like a promoters from hell was like one of our early themes, <laughs> you know, um, oh, we yeah. were going to have things like this. But one of the hooks for me was, the opportunity to do almost like a, a studs turkle like studs turkelian sort of ethnographic uh, yeah. survey of all the cool bands and pockets and scenes happening in buffalo like, oh absolutely like like i've been you know kind of locked in my own little like indie rock psychedelic trash sort of world like my whole buffalo music career <laughs> for the last 20 years <laughs> and um and i've kind of never you know until recently had the curiosity to be like well what's happening in other scenes you know what are what are other people up to what are they up to you know what are they up against like day by day what are their stories yeah, and, like, and we're getting to learn like in our first six six or seven episodes the first seven people we've interviewed we've kind of run the gamut you know we've got um you know we've got some some indie uh, indie pop guy from uh, rochester named blake cooper and his group that we interviewed but we've also got uh some rap music a couple rapping and uh, lumberjack matt um we did a i don't know what, what's uh governess is kind of like governess is punk it's they're, punk they're, they're a punk band 
Yeah, and then Optic Oppression is one of the other guests that we had. Yeah. Who are sort they, of, they, they will be our first episode. Yeah, yeah. Electronic and, and they're like industrial, rock. yeah, 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 electronic kind of gothy rock. So, so you know, it's... It's 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 exciting to be able to bring all these different um, little genres to, together. Absolutely, and, and it's interesting to see that like we all share, like they all have different unique problems. Like yeah. like the, the the rap scene is certainly different than the indie pop scene, but at the same time, there are things that we have in common. Some of the same struggles, so it's kind of mm -hmm. interesting to see yeah, not what's being, different and not what's being the same. paid, um, having <laughs> drugs planted on you. The usual yeah. shit. I, I didn't I didn't even know there was a buffalo. Uh, rap scene until like nine months ago. Like I had no idea. Well, like, and, like, th and that's the thing. Like I came from Buffalo, from Rochester, and I came from Rochester, from Long Island slash New York City. So when I I came to the Buffalo scene, I was like, I don't know anybody. And I first tried out for a punk band, but I really wasn't using Facebook and stuff like that. So it wasn't until I got I was in Buffalo for like two two and a half years. I started seeing at least there was a, a rock metal scene. And that scene sort of died out, but I've always been in, in rock bands in here. But I'm, I'm a punk guitarist, and I love blues, and I love uh, I love folk. And I was like, there's none of these scenes. And then I started doing the podcast, and, and Joe, I'd see Joe posting, like, you know, I'm not going to invite Brian, but look at, all, look at all these punk shows I'm going to. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a, there's a punk scene here. I had no idea. And it's weird because the punk... Like the metal guys and the and the hard rock guys, all those bands were playing these shit dive bars. And if you've ever been to Broadway Joe's, very similar to that. <laughs> oh yeah. But the punk bands. I, are I'd like to clarify that I did eventually start inviting you to shows, and you've declined me every time. Because <laughs> now it's just details, out of spite. Details. It's like it's like a, it's like it's like going to Little King. Go, well, do you want ice cream? No, I don't want ice cream now. It's like, it's like that. But like these punk bands, and you you thinking punk bands are gonna play are gonna play these dungy little places, and they're playing like Ironworks and shit. I'm like, right. I'm like, what's going on here? And then you have and then you have the singer songwriters where some of them are just playing coffee shops and that's it. Mm -hmm. But then others are like headlining these huge huge places and playing Babeville and stuff like that. And it's it's weird how you can have the same the same scene, but there's such a huge spectrum in that one scene. And then like the rock scene, the rock scene is really is really going down, and the metal scene is, is from what I've noticed, there's uh there's a huge what's the best way, um, incestuous nature, where it's just like well so and so quit this metal band, but right. now he's in this metal band, and he's and then like six months later he stole the other drummer from that other metal <laughs> band he was in, and it's stuff like that. But then you'll see like a lot of the indie bands, it's just they find new players if someone leaves. They'll just find a new player because what I've noticed in a lot of the indie type stuff is people just move and they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And and that's it. It's like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to live in Buffalo for the rest of my life, and, <laughs> and which is fine, which I am one of those guys that it's just like you should see the world. Whether you should see the world touring with your band or see the world, it's not working out. Let me move somewhere else and then see if I can tour with them. Um, but what I've seen in like the indie pop stuff and uh, the alternative rock and indie rock is it's very much like, they're here for a little bit. Their band starts moving around. They, they really starts doing stuff, and then they go, "Well, you know, I'm gonna go move somewhere else because I want to go experience the world." And it's the same thing with a lot of the female singer songwriters around here. Like uh, Savannah King's a, a good example that she pretty much drove around for like a year. Yeah, I think I played a show on a bill with her once. Yeah, like she just drove around for like a year, and it was funny. She played a she played a brewery in Ohio, and my cousin, who's my age, from Long Island, was in Ohio helping his buddy move there, and he's like. He's like, do you know who Savannah King is? I'm like, yeah, I've, I've played a few shows with her. And he's like, yeah, she says she knows your band. And now I think you're famous because she knows your band. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm, I'm like, how do you know her? Like, oh, yeah, she's just playing. And then I go on our Facebook page. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's playing a brewery. I'm like, that's cool. But And then when she comes in Buffalo and she has a whole band that will play with her. And then you have people like Grace Stumberg or Grace Logan who do their own shows by themselves and then will just jump into other shows with other bands and other musicians. And then you have some bands that are like, like there are, ba- there are a couple of bands. I'm not going to name them, but there are a couple of bands in Buffalo that they don't play in Buffalo. They play Canada. And they oh, play yeah. Rochester and Syracuse yeah. and all over the U.S. And it's just like, but your hometown's Buffalo. And they're like, fuck Buffalo. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what? And they're like, well, we just can't get anyone to come out in Buffalo. Yeah. They're like, we'll post a thing on Facebook in Pittsburgh, never playing Pittsburgh, and we'll get 50 people to come wow. out to see us. But, you know, our friends and family and, and, and people that say they love us, we can't get five people to come in Buffalo. Well, that, that's part of what I'm, I'm hoping that our podcast does, and I know that you guys are definitely doing this too, is mm-hmm. um, get having a place where people can go and like learn about some of these bands that are around and hear what people are up to. And I don't care if it's uh, metal, if it's indie pop, if it's you know shoegazer, if it's rap, whatever it is. Um, you know, I really respect original music and people trying to do their own thing. Like, I don't think we're gonna have cover bands on our. If you're gonna have a cover podcast, band, this is. I, I, I might. It's. I, I've. Maybe as a special I figure, episode. I figure, like, like I, I think a, a wedding band. I'd yeah. be really curious to see what kind of weird stuff happens with yeah, something like see, that. Yeah, I can. So. Start, yeah, well, we can we can fight about that off the oh, air. Oh yeah. But, well, <laughs> but, but, as, but as far as, as yeah, as, as, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned, cover bands are barely bands, and I've been yeah. in a lot of cover bands, but <laughs> but cover bands are to music as fan fiction is to literature. Sure. As far as that's, I'm concerned, like as to what music is really comparison. about, I think that's a great way of uh, I think that's a great way of putting it. And he right. says that, and all I can think of is uh, is um, what do, um, uh, the shades of uh, gray, <laughs> what? Yeah, fifty shades. Of oh, gray. exactly. What? Yeah, it's so just fan fiction, and somehow they're making more money. Once than... in a while, you get an extremely tasteless success. <laughs> well, see, like and financial success. Like Actually, I, that's almost more the rule with cover bands. Well, and let me give you let me give you this little little tidbit when i was in rochester as an original band um i couldn't get i I couldn't make a dime i couldn't draw anything right i couldn't get i couldn't really even get a band together that wanted to do original music and then i said to i was talking to a couple of guys and they go uh, who owned a couple of venues and they go listen if you could play a couple of cover songs in there then i can put you in opening for other cover acts right you can do some original stuff, but as long as you do a couple of covers. The so, devil's bargain, they call well, that. Yeah, and yeah. so what I did is I said, listen, we're going to do covers, and we will do 50% of the night will be covers. We will not play them at all the way the band play, the original band plays them. Put your spin and on. we put our spin on it. So mm-hmm. the way we had it set up was the band was called Alternate Ending, and I had that band name since like 06. Cool. And now this is like... This is probably like uh, oh, probably like oh nine or oh eight, and I go to them and I go. So what we'll do is like there's a like um, Guns N' Roses Paradise City. We pretty much do like the whole intro, but then we just punk the fuck out of it the nice. whole time because I'm I'm a punk rock guitarist. I'm not I'm not Slash, and I don't, I never pretend to be. Right. And then oh, I was promised Slash. <laughs> well, and then we do like we do a country version of Damn It by Blink One Eight Two. Like and stuff like that, Interesting. like like folk country type, like uh, I guess a good way to put it is like Johnny Cash country, not mm. not good country. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> not Canadian country that everybody knows nowadays. Not Toby Keith. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. There's something to be said for doing that. So for bringing your own creativity yeah. and doing like some genre yeah. busting with it. That's for not sure. the kind of cover band I'm yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah. About. At I'm least talking... with that, with that you're stretching a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, like I've but... had so, I've had some cover bands. Like I've talked to them. They're like, yeah, yeah, we do things you know our own way. 
And I'm like, yeah, we change the keys, and then we do this, and we do that, and then I go there. And the only reason they change the key, they, they break down a half a step, is because the singer can't sing at the regular. Yep. I'm like, that's not changing <laughs> right. the song. Or because they don't want to deal with E flat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, just yeah, yeah, we're just going to do E. We're just doing E, man, because E flat's... That's that's for queers and stuff like. And I've, heard, I've heard that. I've, I've heard that. I saw that bumper sticker on the way here. Actually. E flats for, for queers. Yeah. God, I need that. I need that now. I need. That. But then queers is in marketing. The, that's our first but, product but the queer, we're gonna market. But it's for queers. But the queers would be the logo for the punk band. The oh, absolutely. Yeah. So then it actually makes better sense, or is more ironic. <laughs> Take your pick. But but yeah, like. I would I would actually be interested in knowing what a cover band just to just to know how it is to be in a cover a, a wedding cover band mm-hmm. because it's like because I've from what I've read like you can't just be in a wedding cover band you have to know like they give you a list of like fifty songs but you still have to know another like two hundred and fifty songs because someone may go I want you know Sir Mix a Lot Baby Back Got Back well we only have a horn section and a guitarist and a bassist and a drummer how are we gonna do that you guys better fucking figure it out mm-hmm. I, what I've learned is wedding bands actually have more skill. Because they're sometimes throwing shit right there. It's not the cover band where someone goes to says play Freebird. Mm-hmm. It's you know we want you to play Ode to Joy, a rock version of it, and you better do it if you want to get paid. Yeah, yeah. And you want you know good ratings for your next wedding, sh- mm-hmm. you know, your next wedding. Yeah, there's some there's some technical aptitude, no doubt about but it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm interested bands. in like, but, but, but dude, you know, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> in like original uh, music, original storytelling, um, groups that have their own worldview and their own sound. Uh, to me, that's what music is more about than replicating uh, an yeah. existing yeah. Uh, song. Yeah. Like, in, uh, when I was in Lost Elysium, we released our first albums. Some of the re- reviews were really harsh, and it was, um, the uh, they don't have an original bone in their body. Because when we first started, I, I was being told by different members, like, I want a song like Avenged Sevenfold. So I wrote a guitar song like Avenged Sevenfold. I want something like Seether, so I make a Seether song. I want mm-hmm. something like Lacuna Coil. And so the people that actually listen to all these other types of music, pretty much the worldly music reviewers are like, these guys are garbage. Right. And the ones that only listen to like rock or metal were like, these guys are great. And then I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm, why am I not fucking original? Right. So then I started really like just I stopped listening. Then I just started listening to blues music and like folk. And I was like, okay, well. Now, I'm, if I'm going to steal any of this and try making it into a rock song, no one will even see it coming. Mm-hmm. And that's so whenever whenever I'm in a writing a slump, I don't listen to the, the same genre. I notice that with a lot of bands, too. And I'd love to hear that because I, like, I've, I've done songs where like I wrote a song. I thought it was the greatest song in the world, but I had an earworm from another song when I right. started working on it, not knowing it. And like I've had people go, you know, that's that sounds like burning down the house. Yeah. Completely like burned down. I'm like. And I'd play it live, and like I, and then I, I record a lot of. My yeah, didn't I rewrite "Sweet Dreams"? Or- so, yeah, I, I was in a band. Someone did. They, they played me this. Two. It was uh, two uh, two steps higher. Sweet dreams are made of these, and I'm like, <laughs> you I'm like, dude, this is. I'm like, dude, this is sweet dreams. You can't do that. And he goes, right. no, no, no. It's it's in in the key of like C flat or yeah. something like that. I'm yeah, like, in, yeah. I'm like, it's the something same like song. You're just you just lowered it or made it higher, and they're like. I'm like, oh, you're just jealous because I wrote it. I'm like, no, I'm jealous because the Arithmetics <laughs> wrote it. No, no. And anytime, Lennox wrote that shit. Anytime he comes with new material, I'm always like, oh, that sounds like that. Yeah. And I'm just saying it in passing because, I mean, everything sounds like everything. Yeah, yeah. At some <laughs> point. So, but but he he always, you get very defensive about it. I, I do well because there's uh, sometimes the melody can change everything. And oh, the absolutely. Can change everything. But isn't it wonderful when the converse is true? When you're sure that the thing you've written is definitely from something. Yeah. And you're oh. just like, I'm going to play it for the guy. They're gonna get it. They're gonna notice it. 
and nobody notices it. And a year later, nobody has still noticed it, and you realize that <laughs> is, there, is there a that, song you're referencing? That, that no, no, there isn't. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking maybe about, there is. You'll never know. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'll I'll let, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'll right? let you know. Yeah, exactly. I'll let you know in a year. Um, no, well, that's the famous story with the Paul McCartney uh, yesterday. Right. Evidently, he oh, he, yes. he rolled yep. out of bed. Everyone knows the story. He um, had this lyric, scrambled eggs in his head, and he had the whole melody, the scrambled eggs, yeah. her legs, whatever the rest of it was, and he was convinced it was. But it's, it's, it's great when it's not the case, and you actually do get those little flashes of inspiration that come. Yeah, and in, in my cover band, I tried uh, slowing down and making like a really quiet indie pop uh, version of... Uh, Weezer's Hashpipe. And I'm like, it's oh, impossible because it sounds way too close to yeah, right. uh, Come As You Are from Nirvana. Oh, wow. Because Nirvana is, um, it's a E, E flat, F, huh. or something like that. Okay. And then it's, and then uh, Weezer is E, F, F sharp, or, or some shit like that. Okay. Or, or, or E, F sharp, G. There we go. Yeah. And it was like, it's just like, it was just way too close. I'm like, God damn it. And I'm like, oh, I got it. We'll just play "Come as You Are," but then we'll sing hashpipe lyrics over it, and we're like, "It worked! Hey, we're done! <laughs> done!" I, I I saw a video, and whenever I get to do karaoke next, I'm gonna do it. You can sing the lyrics to Smash Mouth's "All Star" yep. over "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana. Apparently, oh, you can. Okay. And it's amazing. Apparently, you can do Smash Mouth's "All Star" to anything. Oh, and that's it even works. better. Chris, Chris Cornell did. Uh, Metallica's one lyrics over U2's one. Yeah, and that worked. Yeah, that worked really. Both excellent well. songs. Yeah. So what are we doing uh, tomorrow? I guess with our the Star Wars oh, yeah. Real podcast, we have some sort of like we have a special guest. We have a special guest a spe- coming in the studio. Yeah, yeah. We we usually stick with local artists, but a band called. Oh crap! It's po- it, is it oh, Pocket Vinyl? Oh crap! I don't know. They're they're at. I was hoping you would know. You're on the oh. social media. Yeah. They're at. They're going to be at Sugar City. And yes. they're they're on the road. Pocket promoting vinyl sounds things? familiar. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with pocket vinyl. Yeah, because they have a um, they're promoting a sh- uh, movie, right? Yeah, right. Yep. And yep. That, pocket vinyl. Boom, baby. Good. That was kind of what Booyah. caught my attention was that they're making a video about touring. So yeah. they seem like they'd almost be experts at telling these kinds of stories. Right, right. So um, the optic oppression episode will probably come out first, and then if we can, I was thinking we could do the pocket vinyl second, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, we'll see and, how it goes. Uh, we actually did pick up some pretty good touring stories from a couple of the folks oh, who yeah. came in. I'd have to say that um, AJ, AJ Jordan, Jordan. From, uh, is he, he's from Niagara Falls, was he? I didn't. I didn't make a note about he's him. He's from Buffalo. He's Niagara from the Falls, area. Right? He's yeah. been yeah. around. He's, he's Western around New York. Yeah, he's been around. I mean, well, I've, I've played like three or four shows with him. Apparently, it. he's grown. He grew up down in um, Texas for a while. He said he has, knows a lot of people from Houston. He was a military brat. Yeah. He said so. His dad uh, moved around, but very, very sweet guy, and definitely had some uh, some pretty harrowing stories. And also uh, something we learned about life on the road, like he almost got. Um, like like some people tried to uh, shake him down for money in Philadelphia or no in Chicago, Chicago. yeah and uh, and apparently we learned from him that um, following the Ultimate Warrior as a child and, and painting your face is sort of a gateway to juggaloism. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm living proof of the opposite because I was an Ultimate Warrior fan. Okay. Went, went as Ultimate Warrior well, for so Halloween a couple of times. Well, you know, and I am far from a juggalo. On the, uh, no, uh, he's, uh, a can juggalo. Be. he's a juggalette. Can be. <laughs> uh, can be. On the podcast, because I, I wanted to talk to AJ about juggalos because I, I don't, you know, I know about it, but 
I don't know the Yeah, you details. were you were fascinated with the I still am, article. and they kind of compared it to like Kiss of our time. Yeah. But I still think the people who wore the Kiss makeup were out of their minds too. Right. So I just think they're like, all how crazy. did that justify it? And AJ Jordan was nice enough to explain to old man Dennis here what a hype man was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's it's, like, it's, oh my hype man was on. I'm like, you're what? Flavor flavor. Yeah, exactly. Flavor. Basically, yeah. I think at one point I called him the hype master. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I was like, you mean the hype so you say you're there with your hype master. <laughs> no, that's a that's a whole other uh, thing that we're not going to bring up. Right? We're, we're, we're we're trying to make we're trying to make Dennis a little younger. Uh, I uh, optic oppression helped him uh, teach him how to use a selfie stick. Oh yeah, that's right. We've, we've to very very success. Yeah. <laughs> how do you get the stick out of it? Yeah. No, no. Right my biggest there. my my sister because my sister and I are eleven years apart, and I went down there for uh, for a vacation and to friends and family, and she had the selfie stick, and she's just like, yeah. So you just put the stick on there. And then you 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 know you you make the stick longer. I'm like, but how am I gonna take pictures with it then? And she's like, no no, you just hit this button and it it, it tells your your phone. And I'm like, how does it tell your phone? She goes, magic, Brian. It's it's magic. <laughs> like she just got so tired because she was like she's like 19 and she's just like, how do you not know this stuff? You're an old man. I'm like, I'm, I'm 30. I'm like, I'm not that old. <laughs> she's like, you're an old man. You should know this. I'm like, and I'm like, man. I'm like, and and I'm like, man. It's like how I was trying to teach my parents how to use the internet. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. I'm like, I'm that asshole now. I'm that guy that just. Like, I remember people are like, yeah, you can do this on Facebook. I'm like, what about MySpace? And they just, people would laugh at me. <laughs> I'm like, I have a MySpace page. And this is like five, six years ago. And they're like, you, why do you have a MySpace page? Oh, yeah, like you and... Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and that was The it. only people. Exactly. And they're like, no, no, you got to use you gotta use Facebook now, Brian. That's what all the bands are doing. And like, I'm like, oh. And then I finally got Facebook up and going. They're like, no, you got to do twi- Twitter and Snapchat. I just... We had like a six month thing on this we show. We didn't think I, out of the air where, we where, did. I, where he's just trying to teach me Snapchat, and then like every week I come back, I'm like, all I'm getting is dicks <laughs> because it was for Lost Elysium, and we have a female lead singer, oh, so yeah. everyone's just like, and I'm controlling it, but all I'm getting is dicks, and I'm like, I'm tired. Is that is that a, a woman's experience? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. You oh, just yes. get a barrage of dicks. Yes. We, bra- so why don't we get breasts? Yeah. Right. What no, is no? What, what I is got happening? Because got, women have self control. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, what I used to what I would get. Is I'd get either dicks from guys and be like, "Well, this is the guitarist of Lost Listen," and then they'd be like, oh, "Can you set, can you show this to your singer?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> or I'm I I just passing this message out. Or, or, or I would get women who would know it was me and then go, uh, "So why don't you talk to me anymore? Like, why aren't you liking and viewing my stuff?" I'm like, "Can you? If you're gonna be needy, at least show me some 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 boobs." Yeah. <laughs> and then it'd be like, "You're horrible." I'm like, well, I was just being, I was just joking. I'm like, I don't want you to show me your tits. Well, you don't not want them to. Well, no, I don't not not want them to, but I also, <laughs> just, I, I don't want, if, if you're, if you want, if you're going to be needy, at least have me want to need something back from you. So have you guys been to the all WNY news headquarters? Not, not yet. Not, not, yeah. not yet. We're, we're, we're scheduled. Uh, we're going to do a show. We haven't announced it yet. I, I, I believe the date was October 11th. We're yes. gonna have. Uh, okay. We're gonna be doing a live show there. Scott's never oh, awesome. actually met me. The, the, the oh owner, yeah. He doesn't yeah. think I exist. <laughs> I've never. I don't think I've ever talked to Scott for more than like three minutes. So Scott and I were at uh, <laughs> the same show with Optic Oppression a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. and he's taking pictures, and I'm apparently taking pictures like right behind him, and we and we're both posting pictures, and we still <laughs> never actually met each other. That's with great. me with with uh, with Leland from Ritual Walk and Yellow Sauce. He yeah. was right behind me taking video of, uh, I think, XM Priory or yeah. somebody, and it's like, dude, I'm in your shot. 
<laughs> yeah, and that it's and it, we finally met uh, just last month on the nineteenth. When the, you actually the, booked their band. When I had his band on. <laughs> you met whom? I'm sorry. Uh, Leland from Yellow Sauce and, uh, oh, okay. and Ritual Walk. Ritual Walk. Yeah. Oh, I remember cool. when I first met. <laughs> it was at the LWNY Music Awards last year. Oh yeah, just this last. Uh, just, uh, I was in January. January. Yeah, as a matter right? of fact, it was this year. And yeah, uh, I was drunk as a hoot owl. And I was complaining that uh, we I t- this show took third place behind uh, some terrestrial radio shows, which should some, not have some bullshit. Which should not have been eligible. Yeah, that was to. that was a funny rap, and those were some categories. And and I mean, uh, PA Line came second place to Nerds uh, Nerds Gone Wild for best lyricist. Yeah, to, behind a cover band to go back to a previous. <laughs> but I'm up on stage wild. and I'm complaining. I I had talked to you right before I got up on stage to right. announce the last act, and you're just like. Where's Shredded Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was trying to give you a little fodder for the, for the microphone. Well, it's ridiculous. And hopefully they're going to have a, a little bit better curation. Got, yeah, I would love that. Yeah. We're, we're definitely, because uh, like, I'm on the staff, kind of. I'm not really doing anything. I'm just right. like promoting, basically, and following well, along. And, well, you're but pr- you're promoting. You're actually you're booking shows for. You're actually sure. getting. Yeah. You're not just promoting. You're booking shows, and you're doing a lot more. Well, I'm talking about than, for the, than I am. I'm talking about for the music awards, though. Yeah, I'm not doing uh, shit. The the latest list just came out. Uh, nominations are still open. So if you go look at the list now, and you see somebody's missing, you can add to that. Uh, just have uh, you voted for me as best guitarist? I lost the first year that I was in, I was nominated. I, I got second place, and first place was uh, best guitarist was by a cover band. And I was like, <laughs> right. I was like fuck you guys. And then they, there was one well, that that's, said that's best, yeah. best original male singer uh, was a uh, was a cover band singer. Oh. Well, I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, what's definitely... Ri- like, isn't original right in the category? Yeah. And, and the, I, the, I just went, I'm like, fuck this guy. And then like the next year, well, I got nominated. I was like, okay, I, I love this the awards again. <laughs> well, I can tell you that this year they are taking uh, the quality control a little more seriously. They're looking or more seriously at, at all. Well, yeah, and seriously <laughs> at all, exactly. Uh, they're taking it seriously and and really looking at like, okay, this is a cover band. This band's not from here. Like the original list came out, and there, I think there was a band from like Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like, well, or like a national act was on on one of the categories, and I was like. Uh, you guys know that band shouldn't be on here, right? The only national yeah. act should be the Goo Goo Dolls on there. Yeah, and even right. then, I'd, li- I'd, I'd, I'd say no because... Well, I, I feel, <laughs> and this was my point when we took third place behind two terrestrial radio Jack shows. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, but, but this is my You're point. not getting the job. You can talk shit about it. <laughs> well, this is true. I know I'm not getting the job. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but, but the point that I made was, you know, everybody else is up against independent artists and I'm up against these professional right. radio yeah. DJs, uh, which I made a big deal about and, and PA Line made a big deal about losing to uh, Nerds Gone Wild for best lyricist. Like, yeah. this Our- dude probably never wrote a song in his life and he's best lyricist. No, people yeah. people love it though. And at least something I'd like to see improved is uh, I didn't even know we were nominated until after the voting was over. <laughs> sure, yeah. So we weren't even able. It's like, oh yeah, oh I've been nominated. Let's let's share this. It's like, oh, voting closed a month ago. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, someone voted best rhythm section for a band, and the two people that they named was the singer and the drummer. And I'm like, uh, I I don't I, I don't want to say anything bad, but it's a singer. They're I mean the rhythm. It's not an instrument. It's it, it's not yeah. like the it's it's not the bass. Usually, the rhythm section is bass and drummer. Right. And if there isn't a bassist but a guitarist, I would I would call that rhythm section. I mean, 
the doors, I mean, to, to be fair, the keyboards and the drums were a great rhythm yeah. section. But the singer's not, you don't really think rhythm section, unless it's a beatboxer or something. I don't, right. I don't really think <laughs> the, that's working. The but. doors would have been better with the bass player, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I could say that. Did yeah. they, do, they must have had some bass on the studio stuff, didn't they? I'm assuming it was all I in, know the, Dune in the played, keyboard. No, yeah, no, no. They actually keys. had uh, they, the, the keyboard also, the keyboardist knew how to play some bass. Oh. And then they would have studio bassists come in. But apparently, what I found out later on was almost pretty much every. For the most part, every record that you hear, unless the band the band members were studio musicians, there were studio musicians in there, like Ario Speedwagon, oh, yeah. Steely Dan, all these guys actually would still have like Kiss, they would actually have studio musicians come in and would just pay them and go, You're not gonna be on the record, we're not naming that you're on here and stuff right. like mm. that. But then bands like um, I guess a good example would be uh, Led Zeppelin, for the most part they're all they were all studio musicians. So, of course, like, John Paul Jones, the bassist of Led Zeppelin, knows how to play, like, 50 freaking instruments. So, he, they, they are like, okay, well, if Jimmy Page can't play this, John Paul Jones can. So, there's always at least a Led Zeppelin <laughs> member playing the instrument. Yeah. So, the only time they'd have studio, studio instrumentalists in there is when it was, like, a string section or something like that. When it's like, oh, well, we know that, like, like sort of like Metallica. Like, usually mm -hmm. Metallica, everyone Metallica played their own instruments, even though everyone says Lars doesn't play the drums. Unless it's like strings. He or does. Some shit. I can like be convinced. Shit, I can be convinced of that. Lars Ulrich has the worst snare drum sound <laughs> in the history of rock and roll. My favorite snare drum sound by Lars is actually Sin Anger. So well. he's mentioned that many times before. He is not kidding. Uh, we're gonna take a song break real quick, but I want to pro promote a show that's coming up uh, next month, uh, Sunday, October eighth at three p.m. at Mohawk Place. It is the Food Not Bombs concert and vegan food drive. Uh, uh, in times fueled by hatred, Buffalo and everywhere else could use to focus our energy on positive things like helping people. Uh, this concert aims to bring people together to have a good time and collect some food for Food Not Bombs. Uh, musical entertainment provided by Buried Beneath Concrete, Crystal Godzilla, Cardboard Homestead, The Impurity, Arcadia, uh, The Finality Complex, Janie Crash and the Tall Men, Jesus. Crooked Generation, Third Realm, Super Tugger. Uh, is this a, is this like an all day event, please? This is from three to eleven. Okay, it's not it's not like from eight to eleven. You get fifty fucking bands. <laughs> no, no, from three p.m. to eleven p.m. Uh, and also this band that we're about to play. This is the Kennedy Carpool. And by the way, the Kennedy Carpool still have their deal going on. Kennedy Carpool. Uh, where if you uh, if you go on their Bandcamp, KennedyCarpool.bandcamp.com, and you buy the two new tracks. Uh, $1 of each one of the tracks goes towards helping Buffalo Homeless to the, uh, hey, nice. to the VA. And it's only $1.50 for the song. It's so. $1.50 for the song. This song is called Pump Pump on all WNY Radio. Pump, the Think So Joe Show. Serpents offer to get the 
We're back. <laughs> All WNY Radio thinks so, Joe Show. That was Pump Pump by the Kennedy Cock Pool. It pump was. Pump. It was. Pump Pump. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them. That's that's. Uh, I haven't seen those guys in forever. I keep forgetting if those are the... I now know, but I, for a while there, I, was, I kept forgetting if those. that was the band you hated or the band you liked. <laughs> so I know it's the I, did, I, I didn't. Liked. I didn't hate the band. I hated their former singer. And uh, But you hate Noah Goki and the Skulls, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Well... Simply because the singer of the no go. Simply because, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, oh, did you have a run-in with him or something? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I want to say the joke is I'm all really curiosity. Funny, but, well, let, let's put it this way: a portion of the story I was telling you during the song break is yes. because of him. Yeah, so, uh, okay. there you go. <laughs> Someone he knew had a run in with him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to hear a story. What's a crazy, uh, crazy tour story? I want to hear if there's a, if everyone has a crazy tour story. I want to hear everybody's crazy tour story. Um, first day of my band's tour, we drive from Albany down to uh, a Vespa driving by very quickly. <laughs> there it goes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bike... I, I saw the Ford. I'm like, the Ford says like a Vespa. And then a... a bike for a five-year-old with a twenty-five-year-old like on it. What? So um, we <laughs> get we get down to North Carolina and we're supposed to play a house party. And we, we drive down to this beautiful neighborhood, like these are probably like half million dollar houses, and we park outside, no, no, no one's at the house. So we end up, we sit out there for like an hour, hour and a half, like we have no idea what's going on. And um, eventually we get a call, the person who was throwing the party didn't actually live at the house. That person wasn't even in town. Wow. And apparently she got busted. She was underage and she was trying to buy beer. And she got arrested. <laughs> so the whole show gets shit-canned. And then we're like, okay, well, we have a second show that, that same night. So we drive. It's, uh, it's called Merlin's in North Carolina. And we, we, we drive over to that. And we're like, okay, let's do this. And this was a... Sorry. And this was a, this was a Sunday night. And we get there. And we're like, okay, all right, we're, we're, first thing sucked. We're going to play Merlin's. We get there. Merlin's isn't open on Sundays. Oh, God. <laughs> so we don't, like, we were expecting at one of these shows we were going to find a place to crash. That, that, no show. We didn't talk to anyone. We had, we were touring with, I think, seven people in my band, and we had another ska band with one, two, five people. So there's, like, 12 of us. And it almost got to the point where we were, we almost squatted in, like, an abandoned building. And, like, at this point, it's, like, two in the morning. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm ready to do this. I, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Just, I want to sleep. And we end up having to call the band from the next night, which was in West Virginia. And we're like, dude, we don't have anywhere to go. Can we, we come to your place? So they end up meeting us at like a taco place at four in the morning. We, like, we split the band up, the bands up, and we go to like two different houses. <laughs> and we end up in this house, and you walk in, and there's a huge Confederate flag on oh, the God. wall. <laughs> and I slept, I slept a lot in the, in the van ride because no one ever trusts me to drive on tour. So I was just like exploring the house in the morning because oh. I, I, what else am I going to do? And they, they had like, women of the NRA with like it was like women with like like loincloth like the bearskin like bikinis with like crossbows oh it was all like Ted Nugent fucking oh absolutely shit. yeah that's oh. uh, that's what Ted Nugent probably produced it and then <laughs> um and then like the, the last great thing that happened with that was we uh the guy's mom gets up he lives with his parents cause yeah West Virginia <laughs> and she walks out she's this fat old southern woman with a red t-shirt down to her knees that just says in Big white letters. I've got the crabs, <laughs> and I'm sure it was referencing some like local something crab shack. But it was yeah, <laughs> so like that was that was the I, I've toured. It might twice. have been a double entendre. Probably. <laughs> so I've toured twice, and that was that was like the first day and a half of that tour, and that was we starved to death on that tour, and I don't think we ever really got paid. So that was yeah. My my rule is for bands just starting out was don't expect to make money. Just work really hard to break even. It's I always tell people it's, it's a bonus. Like don't expect women, don't expect money, don't expect fame. Everything's a bonus, and you get to do music, and that's sure. that's what you're getting out of it. So when you don't even get to do the music, when you were supposed to do it oh, two God. nights in a row, <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's the shit thing. <laughs> oh no, that's that wasn't two nights in a row. That was the same night. That's you're what, I, that's what I meant. Two okay, shows yeah. in a row the same night. Yeah. 
What about you? Do you have any weird, kooky, fun stories? I, I haven't really been out on the road too much. I, I have one indelible image in my mind that always cracks me up when I when I think about my, my band. Now, um, I was in a cover band for a long time uh, called Moonrock, and we did like a variety of things. You know, just Beatles, yeah. uh, whatever, uh, Neil Young, some Oasis, some Tragically Hip. And um, my drummer for the group, loved this guy, grew up with him since I was like, you know, probably seven years old. Is it who I know, think it is? It's, it's yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. It's, I'll say his name is TJ. Okay. His name is TJ. No, he's, he's a great he's guy. Listening. Love him. And, um, yeah, exactly. I don't think he can operate a computer, actually. He's not a, he's not a technical <laughs> he's guy. A, don't worry about him. He's a drummer. <laughs> he's a drummer. He's, yeah, arguably subhuman. Some would say that. Some would lay that charge, but I, I, I would not. But we were playing at one of the awful places that we play. Actually, we were in, um, I think it was in Sanborn at the Marlboro Inn which is an ancient place in, mm-hmm. in San Juan. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, yeah. but it's like, I mean, it, it, it looks old. There's still like a wraparound porch on it. Um, but, you know, it's been battered to hell by who knows how many, like, you know, drunken fights. Like 60% of it's like reconstituted with plywood. And there's like urine serving as epoxy, keeping <laughs> keeping half the stuff together. And it smells like it. So we're in there playing. And, you know, we're just like, there's no stage there. We're just on a level floor. Our cables are running everywhere. Like, the kitchen's behind us. There's fuckers coming out with, like, pizza logs. Like, excuse me, during my (laughs) base part for your pizza logs. Please don't spill that, you know, Coors Light on me. And and we're playing. And the the tough thing about having TJ in a band, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love the guy, but... He had a series of tumultuous relationships with the ladies, <laughs> and uh, and 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 one that was kind of back and forth. And I, I think they are together right now. So right now we love her. Um, his, his, oh yeah, she's great. His girl, yeah, she's great. Um, always knew he, she was the one. <laughs> was uh, her, her name is Faith, and um, a, a, a problem with TJ in 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 the gigs was that he'd be very unfocused. Like we'd be playing the song, and he's. The whole time we're playing, and I realize it's a podcast, so you can't see my eyes, but the whole time we're playing, he's just searching, scanning the area, seeing what Faith is doing. He has some doubts about her fidelity. So the entire set, I'm, you know, I'm playing, we're playing our stupid, you know, Oasis song or whatever, and I'm turning around, I'm like looking to see if he's got the cue. He doesn't have the cue. He's looking to see who Faith is talking to. He's looking to see who Faith disappeared with. He's looking to see how long Faith... So the end of the night, he's been doing this all night. I've bitched at him a couple times about it already. The end of the night... I, I turn around and he's looking around. I'm like, oh my goodness. And he in, instead of, he actually starts trying to call to her as we're playing our song. <laughs> and he's playing the drums. So you got to picture this. He's play, He's got his shirt off for whatever reason known only to drummers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's playing shirtless in public. He's, he's, he's cranking on the ride. I don't even know. Maybe we're doing the Stray Cats Rock This Town. Who knows? He's cranking on the ride, and he's screaming as loud as he can. Louder than the band. Like, you can't even hear, like, the band as loud as you can hear it. He's yelling, oh, he's yelling, well, sustained belly. He's yelling, Faith! Faith! Like, louder than any of our singing. The, his, his chest is red, his neck is red, the sinews and all his muscles are, are tight as can be, are about to snap, and I'm just like, I can't even believe this is happening. And everybody in the bar can hear it, like, louder than everything. I was so pissed. And I actually, after the gig, I tried to take, she left him behind that night, as it turned out, she drove, so I gave him a ride home, and I tried to talk sense into him. But I she's tried, a great woman. She's, she's a great woman. She's love yes. Faith, and God bless the union, 
and uh, may the Lord smile upon them, and may their their seed be as plentiful as the stars in the sky. <laughs> no, and, no, no, and, no. And all this. They don't need children. They don't. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> too late. That ship has sailed. But <clears throat> anyways, um, I gave I gave him a ride, and I tried to talk some sense to him. I'm like, you can't be doing that at gigs. Like, you gotta just focus for a little while, but. No talking sense into the, into the drummer. Nice, nice. <laughs> we got to do drummer uh, jokes on our podcast. By the way, we were, we were oh, talking about I like little little set pieces, little little things to do. Drummer jokes would be great, or like band jokes. I thought of another one too, on the way here actually. We should do. Uh, a, well, I don't know about found audio, but I've got a vast archive of you know all stuff from I was sixteen oh. of like audio things, including this one great one, which I, I might as well uh, talk about now. But it was the the talent show for um, it was at, I think Resel School. It's for North Tonawanda. I grew up in North Tonawanda, and and you know you had your talent show every year, and there's a variety of acts. You know, there's girls who dance, and there's bands who play, you know, all my friends were in bands playing. Well, this one girl got up to sing uh, uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, and and the the crowd is, I mean, it was an unruly bunch, and like most kids, like, seemed, like, they were all like a bunch of, like, metalhead dirtbags like me, you know? They were all, like, there to hear some <laughs> rock and roll. And this poor girl gets up, and she's singing, did you ever know that you're, and you could tell the crowd's just like, oh, like, some of my friends are right next to the boombox, and they're like, oh my god, is she really gonna sing this, you know? It's great audio. And then, like, you hear, like, one little, whoa, and the feedback starts to go, like, a little bit, because, you know, on the microphone, yeah. like, like in a movie. And people are sort of like, oh, there's, like, a little titter to the crowd. And then, like, it's just clear as day, like, somebody's, like, you know, tread sneaker, like, like squeaks against the floor and goes, ah! And it, whatever frequency it was happened to hit exactly <laughs> with the PA system, and it cr created this massively comic, rippling intergalactic feedback. It was like, wow! And you can hear the whole crowd, like, just goes, whoa! Like, they're all, like, like the whole, like, you know, like, junior high uh, uh, auditorium full of kids. And everybody starts laughing, and this poor girl, you can still hear her, like, in the background, like, I just want to be, but it's a great piece of tape, and I think we're gonna have to feature that on, oh, on the podcast. Dude, I I have twenty years worth of me playing live shows on audio cassette, yeah, like, buried somewhere. So, oh, that's I, 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 I'm all in for that. Okay, so we'll we'll start. I'll start rubbing through some tapes. All right. <laughs> so uh, I got I got a, a decent one, and I'll, I'll I'll since we're a local podcast, you're I'll gonna make me go last. Yeah, and, I'm gonna make and, you go and, last. And mine is gonna suck compared to all of them. <laughs> so I was in this band called Scarlet Embrace uh, years ago, and um, I had been in Buffalo for about a year. I had had never gone to a local show the first year I was here. Um, I really just I, I didn't leave my house and just. Fucked my girlfriend nonstop. So um, I finally found a band that I Respect. actually. Uh, I finally found a band that I liked, and uh, we started playing out. And they go, "Yeah, we're gonna go play Broadway Joe's." And I <laughs> announce it. And I'm telling everybody, "Yeah, I'm gonna go play Broadway Joe's." Never been there in my life. And a quick backstory of me Best is bathrooms. on my 18th yeah. birthday, I played CBGBs. So if anybody knows CBGBs, it is the one of the worst venues and one of the greatest venues to ever play yep. in your life. And and everyone's just like, oh yes, you know Broadway Joe's, you know you're gonna love it. And like, I had no idea everybody like everybody was in on the fucking joke. Like I had people in Rochester, like yeah, I played there. I played there a couple of years ago. Man, you're gonna love it, Brian. And like nobody was, and nobody nobody. I, it was all through the internet and text or calling. Like I never saw anyone's face like, <laughs> and like oh you're gonna love it. Like I never heard that. So I was like okay, well, and I go there, and there and. I, the promoter goes, okay, so you guys need to be there. And I wasn't doing any of the booking at the time, so the band is like, yeah, so the promoter says be there by 5 o'clock. 
I'm like, okay. So I get there at like, I'm one of those guys that come early. So I get there at like a quarter to five and the doors are locked. And I'm like, well, I, I, I guess that's how it is in Buffalo. I guess, you know, <laughs> the, the, the promoter may be in the bar. So I'm hanging out there. It's 530 now. I'm now there for like 45 minutes. Someone finally comes to open it up. And they go, "Who are you?" And I go, "Oh, I'm in. I'm in this band. Uh, I'm. I'm just waiting." They go, "Oh, okay. Well, um, the promoter's not here yet, so I'm not gonna. I can't let you in." And I was like, "What?" So they open everything up, but and open the doors, but they're like, nobody can come in yet. I was like, "What? What the fuck?" <laughs> then they open up the garage door that's in Broadway Joe's, <laughs> and they go, "Now you can come in." My band's not there. No bands are there. Promoter's not there. Um. Promoter finally shows up. I'm not going to name his name. Uh, promoter finally shows up. And I'm like, I thought you, I thought everyone was supposed to be here at 5. He goes, oh, yeah. Um, but everyone usually knows not to come until like 45 <laughs> minutes or an hour later. I'm like, then why do you tell everyone to come at a certain time? He goes, because everyone comes later than that anyway. I was like, what? Promoter logic. I'm like, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like okay, I understand the drummer's going to come late. But <laughs> but uh, there's another drummer joke. Yeah. But um, so I'm like, okay, well, I go in there and I'm looking at this place and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's like the dankest place in the world. There's a huge hole. Uh, this is years ago. So there's a huge hole in the stage. And then uh, the, the stage, um, the drum, there's, you know, the drummer can go right up against the wall. But on both sides, there's these huge holes. <laughs> so you can't put anything over there. And then I'm like, oh, well... yeah, that's right. And I'm like, well, that. I got to go to the stage. bathroom. I go in the bathroom. I go to the men's bathroom. There's glass all over the floor from a mirror. And I think that was the last time there was ever a mirror in there. there is <laughs> yeah, at least you got some, some, there is shit some in the, remnants. There's shit in the corner of the where the oh toilet God. is. So the, whoever took a shit there decided there's a toilet right here. I'm going to somehow finagle my body where I have to stand on this toilet to shit in the corner. <laughs> Nobody cleaned it up. There's piss everywhere from oh the night God. before or whatever. And this is a Friday show. And I'm like, I guess they have shows on Thursdays. I wasn't really used to that. And I'm like, okay, well. And I'm like, well, do we backline? What are we going to do? And the promoter just goes, what do you mean backline? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, and I, I'm like, I'm like 25. No, I'm 26 at the time. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're a promoter. How do you not know what backline is? And I'm like, well, when's when's my band playing? Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to figure out when bands play until all the bands get here. Oh. And I'm like, why? And he goes, because I don't, because I'm not going to put a band on if they don't, if if the whole band's not here. So it's really whoever the first band is to show up, that's the band that that <laughs> wow. plays first. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what's the incentive of bands come of bands coming here on time? And then I realized, like, my singer never showed up until 9 o'clock. And then we went on at 9.30. And I'm like, so this is it. This is how this goes in Buffalo. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, so I'm just hanging out there. And I'm like, okay. And now it's like 7.30. A couple of bands and their band members are coming from other bands. And I'm like, well, where's the uh, sound guy? And he goes, oh, the sound guy's not going to come until around 8 or something like that. I'm like, oh, God damn. So the first band that the first band that's fully there, I have start, a related story. Starts putting done. their shit up on stage. <laughs> the the sound guy shows up, and he literally shows up, grabs a shot of something, drink goes behind the bar, drinks it, and then goes to the back and starts lighting up a bong. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, right. yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm How like, else what? are you gonna live with being the sound man? I'm like, yeah. I'm like what the fuck is yeah, going right. on? You can't be that surprised. And then he sets shit up. The band, the first band starts playing. My band members are starting to scoot through the door. There's nobody there. It's you're playing in front of the other bands. Find out that the promoter doesn't promote. He just books. And then, and then I see the promoter out in the back 
while one of the bands are playing, and no one's taking any money at the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> so people are just walking through this gigantic garage door and watching bands and whatnot. And the, the Any homeless or a couple of yeah, there's, yeah there's always a couple of homeless guys there sitting at the bar not yeah. no not doing yeah, anything yeah. smelling. I, I ran an open mic for a while at Broadway for like well, one point <laughs> one uh, uh, iterations I guess yeah. I was there once and yeah that was half the people at the bar and I and I go in the back and I see the promoters now smoking out of the same bong so I'm guessing maybe it's just a it's a bar bong <laughs> and I'm looking and uh, the hookah. and the um, the guy, the the sound guy, is now s- putting streamers in the back, and and light, and lights. And I'm like, "What are oh, you man. doing, man?" And he goes, oh, "He's like, yeah, I do a rave at eleven o'clock." I'm oh. like, "I'm like, but the show just started. And there's six bands." He goes, "Yeah, don't worry. We, you know, we'll set things up. It, it's it's gonna be cool." I'm like, "Well, who's working on the sound?" And all of a sudden, you hear, "Hello, hello." There's no guitar coming out of the uh, coming out of the PA anymore. Hello. And he's just like, hey, can you just go over there and just just hit the mic a little bit on the guitar amp to make sure it's working? I gotta keep working on these streamers. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Wow. And that was my. And then the the last band ended up only doing two songs because the the sound guy shut the the mic off, the, everything off, so he can get them out so he can start his rave. Right. Because he got more money from the rave because he was putting the raves on. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm packing my shit up and going, two bands. Uh, their members lose uh, their vehicles because they got towed at the donut shop. Of course. Oh, yeah. Always. And that was before the donut, sh- donut shot had, like, hey, we will tow your vehicle. Right. And then um, and then I found out, like, this guy, like, there's a line, like, around the corner for the fucking rave. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you, like, have, like, leave it, save the raves at 11 o'clock, but leave, like, one or two bands to play a little later so they can get some people in there. He goes... He goes, no, I'm not going to piss off my, my rave customers. Yeah. I'm like, you son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> so, and I'm like, and that was like, and it got a little better. It didn't get much better. Mm-hmm. So I remember a couple of years ago and everyone's like, yeah, you know, you know, Broadway Joe's is, is, is going to be closed. They're closing down for good. I'm like, end? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was at, uh, we're, we're going to end up going a little later on today's episode, but... Uh, I, tr- I tried going as fast as I could. I, I'm sure we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> this is why we don't get paid, because we don't follow the rules. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was with Diceros. Uh, they were opening up for uh, Green Jello one night at, uh, at Broadway Joe's. And we're sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. Like, when can we put our shit on stage? When the sound guy gets here? We're waiting, waiting, waiting. The sound guy's still not there. Finally, the sound guy shows up at like 9.30. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry I overslept. Hey, how come you guys didn't put your stuff on stage? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I've, had a, I've, I've had the experience of uh, I was booking a show with a, with a promoter, and uh, it's like a week or two before the show. He's like, so what other bands are playing on the show with you? Huh? Oh, and also, can you guys provide sound? Oh, that's oh. the worst. Like, and I, 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 like, I love the guy to death, so I'm not gonna call him out on the show. But, but like, that was like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, <laughs> was it just early on in his career? He didn't understand that. No, nah, he's been doing this shit for years oh, at this wow. point. So right. it's like, I do I complain about him sometimes? No. Oh, okay. So no, no. That, somebody that, else. That one. Somebody soon, not that one. As soon as else. this mic's off, I, I'm gonna get names. Oh yeah, 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 I think yeah, you're yeah, talking sure. about someone sure. I know for sure. <laughs> okay, well uh, let's, let's way, promote them real, real quick. Jay Doyle from uh, from Kennedy Carpool. He says Marlboro is beautiful now, so they must have oh, fixed that since you guys were there. Cool. One more story, real quick. Is so less urine poxy. I guess no, no more urine poxy. Oh, more. Okay. We were doing a show in the middle of nowhere. It was at somebody's like 
vacation house or so I don't know what the fuck it was, right? But it's like, yeah, yeah, come on out. And, like, we thought we were all going to play outside, so we brought two drum kits. Our, our drummer and our guitar player were going to just kind of do a drum duel. But it's like, no, no, you're about. playing in the living room. Everybody else is going to be outside. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, fuck you guys. Uh, so we start playing, and one of our songs we always played was uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. And fucking nice. Shades, who used to DJ at the Edge, sticks his head in the fucking hole in the fucking door, and he's headbanging. <laughs> and, like, uh, later on, my boys in uh, a band that uh, is no longer around called Medicated Silence, they were playing, and uh, the girl that was hosting the party comes running through their set buck naked. Whoa. <laughs> like... That's rock and roll. Like, yeah, that's nice. a, this is a party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's rock and roll. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, so... Is Scott Leffler gonna? That's his name, right? Scott Leffler. Yeah. Scott is he, Leffler. Is he gonna dock you for going long? Or yeah, I'm sure he will. Do you expect any disciplinary action? I I, I totally expect disciplinary action. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we got Ryan and we've got Dennis, yes, and you sir. guys have your podcast. Your podcast is called once again the struggle is real. The and what's str- and where would we find the struggle is real? It is on Facebook.com at uh, the struggle is real band. Um, we will also we or are is it the struggle is real podcast. The struggle is real podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, Pretty and we're going to be under the all WNY yes, music or news and music. News we're, and music. Umbrella. We're in the same. We're in the same family. Yeah, we are. Oh, and cool. if I lose to you at the awards, then at, at least, least lose, it'll be. At least then you're dead to yeah. us. You're dead to you know us. It's think, a lesser blow than last I, year. I, I think we should we should make a pact right now that whichever one of us wins, we should give our award to Shred and Reagan. <laughs> like, I you, agree. Make that pact with me. Absolutely agree. All right. <laughs> All right. The Struggle is Real podcast that's coming out soon. And soon and, and, and September 11th. September 11th. Why not? I'm looking forward to A day it. that will live in infamy that's for true. something better. For several reasons. <laughs> but meanwhile, you guys already have stuff that you've put out as the Lady or the Tiger. Sure. And uh, I've got a list of your uh, stuff on Reverb Nation. Give me a song to go out on here. Oh, cool. Let's see what's on there. Blockbuster, Vineyards of, or, yeah, Vineyards of Song, Let Me Know When It's Over, Life Is Easy, Home Demo. Everything oh. happens for a... Oh, everything happens for a reason, I think. Yeah, let's do that. Everything happens for a reason. That's the that's the one that's closest to an actual proper studio production. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. This is the Lady or the Tiger. Everything Peace. happens for a reason. Thanks, guys. Have a good night from All West New York Radio.
get some reading done If you weren't too sick If you could stay up I only had one thing I had to keep inside 